and and welcome to uh you know just a terrible night for the giants and my god do do I have a lot to say I, I'm just I'm really I'm just I'm I'm over it already and it's week 2 and this is it's just it sucks it really does i mean as you know it's just it's just every year now the past few years it's just been heartache after heartache now even though you made the playoffs 2 years ago uh you know i mean it was kind of flukish you still had holes you still had to wonder what was going to happen with eli and since then i mean after the debacle last year and now you know I think we've seen the end of Eli, and as much as I love the man and I, I, I thank him for everything he's done, I, I just don't know what else to do here because, you know, and because uh, it's just it's not just the offensive line. It, it isn't. Eli just isn't good anymore. He just isn't talented. He's not equipped for this type of NFL where it's more speed than anything. He can't move in the pocket. He can't scramble at all, obviously. And it just adds up. It's over and over. It's the same thing. If you have a subpar offensive line with a guy who can't move, it's not going to work. And, I mean, as much, you know, as great as, like, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger is, like, Ben is good because that line is a top-five line, and he can still move in the pocket. He still has the awareness. He still has the quickish kind of feet. And... It helps, and Eli just doesn't have that anymore. Eli doesn't have that. We're getting delay of game penalties out of an out of incomplete passes. We're getting. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't. I do not get what it is. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, as much as you don't want to say it, Eli is just not. It's just not good anymore. And and the, I think teams just really realize that now. They truly understand that he isn't good anymore. And they can pretty much do what they want. They don't need to worry about him go- scrambling. They don't need to worry about any of that stuff. They can send blitzes and they know he's going down. Because the offensive line isn't great. So there's just so many reasons. If you can take your pick as to why there were so many reasons. Just Eli spent the entire game just checking down the receivers. I, 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 I don't know. It's like there was there was one play where Odell and I get I get Eli got rid of the ball and then whatever Byron Jones went and came in, but he's he's open there. You, you gotta hit him, Eli. And the fact that Odell Beckham only has four catches for fifty yards is is pathetic. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take those two other catches. That the game were out of the game when those two other catches came. They're out of the game, out of the game. So at that point, Odell had two for twenty one, two for twenty. Pathetic, pathetic, pa. Pathetic. Saquon had 16 targets. 16 targets for your running back. Do you want him to die? Because that's what Eli's pretty much doing. He's just sending him to die. It's bad. It's really bad. And I, oh my God. Like, it's it just sucks. It really does. It sucks. It's terrible. There's a, there's a, what was that in the, in the second quarter? Um, Jonathan Stewart gets two draw plays in a row. Jonathan Stewart gets two draw plays in a row. Not just two draw plays throughout the game, two draw plays in a row. It was the end of the first quarter and the end of the second quarter when you're driving. Two 
draw plays in a row to Jonathan Stewart. You know how many yards they went for? One. One yard on two carries. Why is he touching the field? If Saquon needs a blow, you bring in Gallman. Gallman played pretty decent last year. Why is Jonathan Stewart touching the fucking field? It's pathetic. He sucks. He is atrocious. That is the one of the worst free agent signings I've seen. It's pathetic. Truly pathetic. You have a guy like Jonathan Stewart getting paid what I mean the, the his contract is terrible. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's getting 2 years for and like it's it's uh, two years, seven million. So he's getting three and a half million ga- uh, annual salary. Okay, so you know Mike Pouncey. Um, on he was uh you know he's on he was he's on the Steelers. His brother Marquise Pouncey, who was a pretty good center and now on the Chargers, he's getting a salary of seven million dollars. Seven, seven. So. Seven. It's pathetic. It's really just pathetic. It's so bad. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's this is Mike Pouncey we're talking about now. God, I they're twins, so you know I'm. It's my bad. They're twins. I couldn't tell who's who. Blah blah blah. They're brothers. They look exactly alike. Mike Pouncey salary. Oh boy, it's even worse. Five million. Holy moly, his salary is five million dollars. Jonathan Stewart is getting three and a half million. This is an a very very good center, and he's twenty nine. He's on a two year, two year fifteen million dollar contract. So it's pretty much like he's gonna get an average salary of seven and a half million, but then they made it into a signing bonus. So it's really gonna be a cap hit of five. God, I can't. I just I can't do this anymore. I just can't. I real. I, I'm just so over it. I'm so over it. Jonathan Stewart, three and a half. Jonathan Stewart, three and a half million dollars a year. Jonathan Stewart, who had negative rushing yards in the preseason. Jonathan Stewart, who is the the oh my god. Jonathan Stewart, who's atrocious. He's just so bad. He's so bad. He's 31 years old. He's 31 years old, people. 31. You could have brought in Adrian Peterson for Christ's sake. Oh my God. Gettleman and Gettleman's a problem. I I don't know what it is. He's just so bullheaded with his I don't know what he's thinking. He's just so bullheaded with all his bullshit. Oh, it's so bad. It really is. And you let you let West Weston Richburg go, which is fine. Whatever. I, I can I can deal with that. You let you let Richburg go, and then you have uh Halapura who's gonna basically back him up after Brett Jones got traded. So now he goes down, he's done, he's got broken leg probably. <sighs> so bad it's just so bad it's just and it's the same thing this regime already is like you know what mate we can still win with eli no you can't win with eli i'm sorry you can't do it we saw it tonight the Cowboys secondary isn't good eli just can't do it anymore he's he's done he's under duress within two seconds he has no ability inside to move inside the pocket he has no ability to step up in the pocket and run teams know that they can just they can just oh my god once teams know that he's screwed, they, they don't need to leave anyone there. They can drop everyone into coverage, pretty much. It's so bad. And you know what? Let's just let's go over uh 
you know, Shermer's offense, it's like more creative, but it's not working any better. It looked worse. It looked worse. The Giants have 579 yards and 31 points on the season. And 68 of those yards came on one touchdown. One touchdown. My God. And Barkley has 40% of the Giants' offense so far, 236 yards. My God. And now the Giants have been held to fewer than 20 points in 10 of their last 12 games, dating back to October 22nd, 2017. Uh, It's a broken record now. It really is. The offensive line is atrocious. It is. And now... Shermer doesn't look like he trusts it because he's getting rid of the passes. He's getting rid of everything so quick. And he knows Eli isn't going to be able to move in the pocket well and be able to basically create time in the pocket for the line. Eli can't create any time. That's the big issue. And he's checking it down all the time. And there's, it, it's, it's crazy. And, it, you know, it's hard to say where the check down's premature, but they came fast. And it's usually because he assumes he's not going to have enough time to let the play develop. I get, I mean, you know, there's one, if there's one decent takeaway, you can say that Flowers played better. And Flowers did. I will give credit when the guy deserves it. He played better. So I, I, you know, I'm I'm happy-ish with that. But I just, I don't know. What are you supposed to do from here? What, what can you do from here? And I love Saquon. I think he played very well. He really did. He bailed Eli out a lot. He created yards out of nothing. But has is this juice that the Giants have done with this with drafting Saquon instead of Darnold worth the squeeze? Is it worth it? And that's going to be the question. And that's the problem with Sam Darnold going to the Jets. The biggest problem of all is that is this going to go down in history as a time when the Giants franchise screwed themselves over and didn't take a franchise quarterback? Now, I think Sam Darnold's good. I think Sam Darnold's going to be good. I was saying this during the draft process. I was saying it when he was in college. And, you know, he had a lot of turnovers, but the guy tried to make plays. He's a great kid. And, you know, it is what it is. We don't have him. He's not our quarterback. He's the Jets quarterback now. And Jets fans have to be happy. This is the problem, though. And this is where it all stems. This is where it truly all stems from. And I'm going to give you... And everyone's going to be like, holy shit. And this is where it all stems from. 2015, the 2015 draft class. It was a, basically it was Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Dante Fowler, Amari Cooper, Sharif on Washington tackle, Leonard Williams, Kevin White, Vic Beasley, and Eric Flowers. Now you look up at that and you say, oh shit, okay. Uh, The only real bust there is Kevin White. I mean, Jameis maybe, but who knows. The pick after Eric Flowers, the pick after Eric Flowers was Todd Gurley. The Todd Gurley that is on the St. Louis, well, the then St. Louis Rams, the now LA Rams, and is arguably the best running back in football. And he was 21 years old the time he got drafted. So now you pretty much have Todd Gurley. You don't take Todd Gurley. You take a, a reach, a reach pick, a truly reach pick. No one had flowers going in the top 15, okay? So no one had him going in the top 15. 
So you took him. Todd Gurley goes next. So let's fast forward now. Todd Gurley just got a new contract, correct? He ha- is now getting paid a base salary of uh, $5 million. And he's going to keep getting that until 2023. So that's what happened there, okay? That's And the cap hit's going to be, it's anywhere from, okay, so it's anywhere from $7 million to $9 million, and then it's basically like they're going to restructure it, give him a signing bonus, put it on, put more of a bonus in there, roster incentives, whatever. So he's going to get that, and we have a we have Saquon Barkley, okay? Saquon Barkley, who's now the, uh, I believe, well, I don't know what he is now with this whole, uh, he's basically getting paid top five money. Getting paid top five money at his position, and, I mean, shit, he's, he's worth it. He's very good. I'm not going to, like, sit here and say he's not, but he's getting four years, 30 million. The Giants could have essentially done that with Todd Gurley if they drafted him. They could have came to this time, and they could have given him that kind of deal. It would have been a little more money, whatever. So you go with that, right? So they don't take him, okay? And we all know what happened after that. Eric Flowers has sucked. They've had bad drafts since. The the problem they also did, they missed out on Andres Pete, who is a tackle on the Saints, and Andres Pete's very good. He's a very good defensive tackle. So they missed out on two key guys there. You also missed out on Melvin Gordon, whatever. Besides that, whatever. That's it. That's all I'm really going to say Like on that. you know, They missed out on two great picks. So it goes back to the draft classes, really. So let's say the Giants drafted Gurley there, right? This year they probably would have drafted Sam Darnold, even though they say they wouldn't have. All right, so, you know, that's unfair to say, actually, because let's just say they had Gurley and the whole thing happened. Odell still got hurt. Eli was playing bad. Uh, Todd Gurley really didn't give them any more wins, blah, 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 blah. The line's still bad, whatever, okay? You would have had a chance to draft Sam Darnold now, and you would have had Tom G- Todd Gurley. And it's unfair to say that kind of because, you know, who knows if the records would have been the same. My point is, is that if everything went the same way, you took out Eric Flowers, you drafted Todd Gurley, well, shit. Now you would have Sam Darnold and Todd Gurley. And it's some it's pretty, you know, it's kind of simple like that. Because you, if if everything happened the way it did, and you know, the John, Odell gets hurt last year, whatever, I, I still think they're not they're not gonna win. They're not winning more than four games. You know, they're not. They're just not doing it. Especially with Odell getting hurt. Even if they have Todd Gurley at running back, it doesn't matter. The line wasn't good. They didn't build through the draft. That's the problem. They didn't build through the draft. And in 2016, he took Eli Apple with the fir- in the first round. Took Eli Apple in the first round. Who went right after Eli Apple? Vernon Hargraves, arguably, is better. Sheldon Rankins, better. Uh, Tunsil, you can argue, is better. Um, God, you have Taylor Decker, De- Taylor Decker on the Lions, who's good. And Taylor Decker's a pretty good player. The problem that the Giants did there, they didn't move up. They didn't go. They did not move up, and that was the problem. It was a top-heavy draft. The first nine picks are all absolute studs, absolute studs. Goff, Wentz, Bosa, Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley, DeForest Buckner, Jack Conklin, Leonard Floyd, all fucking good players. Every one of them is a good player. Every single one of them is a good player. You draft Eli Apple, and who played horrendous last year, horrendous. So now you, you did that. You didn't move up to get Jack Conklin. And that's that's another problem, another huge problem, because Jack Conklin is a very good player, a very good right tackle. He's a very good player. And that, and the Titans have one of the best lines in football. They didn't build it through the draft. That was the problem. 
That was the huge problem. Now, they've hit on some second-round picks like Shep, like Landon Collins, but they don't hit on third-round picks. They didn't hit on third-round picks, and that's the problem. Again, another problem. You could have drafted a Kenyon Drake, a running like a running back. You could have just Jerry Reese did a terrible job in the draft, and it's going to keep showing for the next two or three years. And that's the problem. That's that's a big problem. It's just going to keep happening because he didn't build depth throughout the draft. He did not build depth. No depth at all. You go to the Giants drafts, it's kind of hilarious, to be honest. It's absolutely hilarious. Because they have no, they have no, they've had no depth in their drafts. It's like, it's kind of like, it's, it's mind, it's mind boggling. 2012, the year after the Super Bowl, David Wilson drafted. David Wilson was drafted and whatever. He got hurt. Correct. But what are you, what were you doing? Like, what were you doing? Again, what were you doing? You weren't building for the future. Like, guys like Courtney Upshaw went right after a good running back. I mean, a good uh, linebacker. Derek Wolf from Denver, a good player. Janoris Jenkins, who the Giants now have, went. You could have had him there the whole time. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's really, it's just nuts. And, you know, they were at the end of the first round, so I get that. They won, that was the year after they won the Super Bowl. But that's the problem. Harrison Smith went four picks before that. Four picks. It's just like... The same thing, even so. The year of the Super Bowl, Marvin Austin was their second round pick. Jarrell Jernigan, their third. James Brewer, their fourth. These guys are all gone. They're all gone. That's it. Marvin Austin, for Christ's sakes, Marvin Austin. It's pathetic, truly pathetic. And you know they took Prince of Mugamara nineteenth, whatever. Costanzo went twenty second. Could have got him. You know, could have got James Carpenter. He's not really that good, so yeah, whatever. That's not like Jimmy Smith. Prince of Mukamara wasn't good. They've, they have just continuously, continuously failed in drafts. They have failed in the drafts. Marvin Olsen in the second round in 2011. A failed pick. Failed. Fail. Failure. Like, just like, remember in Step Brothers, failure. That's it. It's just complete failure. Jerry Reese lived off the back of Ernie Acorsi's picks. He lived off the back. He lived off the fact that he drafted Odell Beckham. Lived off it and continuously just got dog shit pick after dog shit pick. Right after, right after Marvin Austin, Rodney Hudson went. Rodney Hudson, a good lineman. Another good lineman. <sighs> Pathetic. Marcus Gilbert, who's on the Steelers still. Good Good, good lineman. Randall Cobb went after. Mar- Marvin Austin. Marvin Austin. Marvin Austin. Oh, my God. It's just wild, right? It really is crazy. Jaquan Jarrett after that. It's just, it's truly crazy. They just have had no depth. They've had no depth. You go back into these teams, and all these guys were gone within two or three years. They were all gone. Ruben Randall, gone after a few years. Hosley, terrible. Adrian Robin, Robinson, uh, what? The, no, nothing. Brandon Mosley, Matt McCants, Marcus Kuhn. Marcus Kuhn was like the only guy who actually kind of played a little bit. Like, it's hilarious. It's insane. James Brewer, Tyler Sash. Jaquan Williams was like the only pick that actually kind of worked a little bit. So, 
you go back to 2011, and this is kind of where it all started. Because, you know, JPP and Linval Joseph were two good picks. Then they let they let Joseph walk. They let him walk. They let these guys walk. That was the problem. They let the guys walk, and they thought they could just keep building it in free agency. And it, it just it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Linval Joseph played, is a very good player on the Vikings. It just it hasn't worked. And the Jerry Reese effect just kept on going and going. And, and it's going to keep going now. It's going to keep going. Because I think that Gettleman actually did, did have a good draft with Hernandez, Carter, B.J. Hill. And maybe McIntosh, McIntosh can be good. But we don't know what's going to happen with Laletta. The whole Davis Webb thing, for Christ's sakes, you cut your third round pick. You cut your third round pick from a year ago, your third round pick. So let's let's just take a little walk. Take a little walk to the third round of 2017 draft. Davis Webb drafted uh, 87th overall. Kareem Hunt was the pick before him. Kareem Hunt was the pick before him. My God. Deontay Foreman was two picks after him. Shaquille Griffin on Seattle, two, three picks after him. These guys are all still playing. Cameron Sutton, still playing. They're all still playing. Kenny Galladay, playing. Chad Williams, playing. Not well, but playing. And it's crazy. It's just absolutely nuts. James Conner playing. They could have drafted James Conner. They could have drafted James Conner. For Christ's sakes, they could have drafted James Conner. I'm, I'm just going to keep saying it. They could have drafted him. They could have drafted Deontay Foreman, too. Could have drafted either one of them. And as great as Saquon is, the argument the argument holds truth. You can find running backs in later rounds. And as amazing as Saquon is, and trust me, I think he's amazing. I really do. I, I truly think he's really good. And I'm happy he's on the Giants because he's very good. But... You, you build championships through depth, through depth. A team like the Packers, they keep most of their draft picks. Keep most of them. They're the team that has the most draft picks on the team. That's how, that's how they've been known for years. And it's just, it's just sad. It really, it's just really, it's really sad. It's just, it's sad that, you know, this is what it's become now. The Giants have no depth. The, the Giants, you know... I mean, Saquon had two, averaged two and a half yards a carry. He had 11 carries for 28 yards. It's pathetic. It really is. It's just so pathetic. Eli Eli averaged six and a half yards for every throw. His QBR, his quarterback rating was 34. His quarterback rating was 34.1. Let that sink in. 34.1. It was That's bad. It's, it's really bad, and it's kind of like, what are we supposed to do as Giant fans? We have to weather this storm, pretty much. I, I truly, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be negative. I was negative last year, and I was right. I don't want to be right, but I, I think I'm going to be. Again, I think it's going to be another long season. I think it's evident. I think it's just evident now. I really do. I just, I think it's evident, and it's bad. It's not good. You know, mock drafts, like you're, we're, you can already start looking at mock drafts and think, okay, uh, Giants are probably going to be picking in the top five. So mock drafts 2019, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Let's start looking at that and now wondering what we're going to do. And this, uh, this site, WalterFootball.com, actually does have really good mock drafts. They're very detailed. So, I mean, and they, they pretty much update them every week. They update them all the time. It's, it's, it's pretty It's nice. So you look at you look at this and where what are the Giants? the Giants are drafting tenth right now and they're taking the quarterback from Auburn in this. Um 
And, you know, and that's, the problem is Gettleman's stubborn. And Gettleman might think that Eli can keep doing it. Eli can't keep doing this. He's a $20 million cap hit. Look at two teams. I want I, You take a look at two teams now that are good teams. The Rams and the Eagles. They have their quarterbacks on rookie deals. You put, you draft a quarterback, you kind of throw him into the fire, you make him good, you put a system around him that's going to work, and then you build depth around him. You build the depth around him when he's on his rookie quarterback contract. You build the depth. Because guess what, everyone? Sam Darnold is getting paid less, is getting a paid around the same as Saquon. It, it's all about where you get drafted. It's actually less. He's getting paid less. And it's because it's where you get drafted. It doesn't matter. That's the problem with it. It really is the problem with it. That's that's it's just really bad. NFL draft pick salaries. I mean, it's like it's so it's so shitty. You know, we look at it and we're like, what are we supposed to do here? It's like, oh, okay, cool story. That's great. Thank you. Like now we all have to deal with this. You had a you had a pick where you could have pretty much done, you know, like you got a first pick where you could have got a quarterback. It's simple. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm kind of, I'm just, you know, kind of just, it, it's really, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, Barkley's getting, going to get, he's getting around 31 million. Dorm's getting 30. And that's how it goes. And that's the problem. It truly is. And that's an issue. It's going to keep being an issue. And as good as Barkley is, good as Saquon is, you know, it's just, it's bad, you know. I mean, this team is just—it's lost. They're a lost team again. And I don't want to like be like that guy, but that—that's what it is. There's really nothing else to say. You know, they're what? What? Like, what games are they winning? What games are they going to win? Let's be real here. Like, looking at it, what games are they going to win? Because now they have some more. T- they're losing in Houston next week. I have I. I really I don't think they have. A, I I think they're going to lose. Like I just really do. Like that pass rush is going to be right in Eli's face, and Deshaun Watson. They can't guard. They cannot defend against running quarterbacks while they never have been able to. And like, what is what are what is Kareem Martin and Connor Barwin doing? They they don't even protect the edge with Dak as quarterback. Protect the edge. Oh my God! That 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 the run pass option. It was like it was just so bad. It was every time. You got to be able to defend that in the NFL. Houston loss. Saints. Oh my God. I don't even know. I really don't. They could beat the Saints. So, fuck it. Let's give them a let's give them a win. Panthers at Carolina loss versus Philly loss. Falcons loss. Redskins. I'll give them a win at home. At Niners loss. Bucks loss. I'm, I'm telling you though. I think they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose at home against the Bucks. Eagles loss. Bears loss. Redskins. Loss. Titans, they'll get a win. Colts, loss. Cowboys, maybe a win. So you're looking at four wins, five wins. And as a, as a Giant fan, when you're getting to that point, you just want them to keep losing. There's no point in them winning. But uh, this is enough. It's 27 minutes. I doubt and I really do doubt anyone's going to listen all 27 minutes of this. It's about to be 28, so. But, hey, in, in more positive news, you know, our, the bets we put in, they're looking solid. Steelers, we got screwed. Giants, we got screwed. But uh, Dolphins, three and a half. Like it. Like it. We got to hit that one. Cowboys over under. Giant Cowboy over under. Hit. Colts plus six. Nice hit. 
Now let's go Seahawks tomorrow, plus three and a half. So, everyone, thanks. We will talk again next week. Hope everyone had a good weekend, and we'll see you later.